<laughs> so it's officially called the life of Brian, is it? And Adam, in brackets, okay. Adam and Eve. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Life of Brian and Adam. Brian Fletcher, right, freshly returned from a couple of days up north in when Queensland. I did, Adam. Uh, thank you for uh, that warm introduction. <laughs> I went up the Gold Coast uh, shooting an ad. Yeah? A, uh, they call it a TVC. I didn't know what that was. A TVC, a TV, mm. television commercial. Yeah, with the great Mark Waugh, mm. Jr. How was the experience being tr- fated as a movie star? and like Because those things, that, that like they're just trying to get 30 seconds... They take a while, don't they? So we had um, Junior had two lines. I nodded. That's all I had to do. That's all you had to do. Had to do it. And we it took about an hour and a half to shoot that little bit. But we went up the night before, so the whole the whole uh, event. Yeah, it was about sixteen hours just to come out with two lines. And you had to nod twice. Nod twice, and I was holding the best bets. So that's it for it. It's going to be a good ad. You're going to see it on ESPN. Cooper Cronk-esque performance from Brian Fletcher. What's a Cooper Cronk? What's that done? Well, in a big game, barely did anything, but oh, right. won yes. them the game. Yes. <laughs> Made it great. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But it was good up the Gold Coast. I like the Gold Coast. Yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of tattoos, <laughs> a lot of gold chains. Didn't come back with one, did you? I didn't, mate. No, I didn't. I came back with some sort of bug, though. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, should I be worried sitting here? Probably not. You're right. Should the person who's next going to wear those headsets be worried? Yes. You might have to sterilise his mouthpiece. <laughs> right. Including uh, Harry just sitting next to me. Harry nodding. Harry, Harry had hair when I walked in. <laughs> 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 hey, um, what kind of bugs? Is, like, just so I'm fully aware of what's Downstairs going on. Downstairs bug. Oh. Yeah, a bit of a gastro Ooh. incident. So careful. Fidel gastro. Yes. Yeah. Was it? No, good. Let's I move on. I, I don't know if I want to go here. No, you don't want I to. I don't want to go here. You do not want to go there. Let's go to Origin Selection. So Origin Selections come out uh, for New South Wales on Sunday evening, for Queensland on Monday. You've been there. You've yes. been in the, the shoes of the players that are going to be awaiting, I don't know how they find out. But what's the process, the logistical process of finding out that you're playing in rugby league's great showpiece? Nowadays or back when I was playing? Back when you were playing. Uh, when, when I was playing, you just had to basically – they used to choose it on a Monday mm. or a Tuesday – and it was done when you listen to 2GB. Just wait for Ray Hadley to <laughs> Ray Hadley. cross over. They used to do the press conference where yeah. the uh, New South Wales Commission or the New South Wales... Jeff Carr. Was it? Yeah, it might have been Carr, of course, the manager or whoever the chairman. Used to sit there and read out the team. Yeah. And you just had to wait, hoping that you were in, in the side. So you had no inclination before that? that no. There was no phone call to say, get your... Get your dress shoes ready. No, and no. And then usually your football manager would ring. In that case, it was Brian Kenavan who'd say, you've got to go down to Coogee Plaza Hotel. It was so exciting. No problem for you. No problem for me. It was, it was in the hood because I was living at Clovelly back in those days. So just you walk down. Down the hill. And then you would get in there at about 5 o'clock and you just have a quick beer. You've got your new polo on. And then you would head over to the Coogee Palace <laughs> at about 10 o'clock and end up at the – you'd go to St. Pat's Tavern if it was a Sunday – Choosing, and then, or then you'd end up the cross. Bourbon and beefsteak. Good times. <laughs> and that would just repeat for two days. <laughs> and then you'd have photos, and then that, that, that was always funny. What about the medical when you had to strip off in front of all the cameras? No. Uh, Didn't have that? You know what? It was usually, it was usually probably the, the next day. Yeah. So you got – those blokes that were crook at least got a beer. 
that's a good one. <laughs> And then how does it then come together? Like you had Wayne Pierce as a... Had Junior. I had a few coaches. Uh, how it all came together and then, you know, obviously have a team meeting and outline what the week's going to entail like, and then what day you're going to fly up to Brisbane if you're in Brisbane and, you know, media day, chat, 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 we're going to train here and, yeah, exciting stuff. My imagination of it is that you get in there and you're like, you're like, it's almost like you're going to schoolies. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. That is <laughs> like that exciting. Great analogy. Yeah. You are. You're excited. Like you, you, everything's a possibility. Yeah. And because it's good because you get, uh, you know, it's a long camp, so it's 10 days <laughs> usually. So when you – obviously you, you've been in hotels before when you're playing, but it's usually only the night before, so you've got to get your, your head around that you're playing the next day. But with Origin, you just think, oh, it's 10 days. It's so far away. <laughs> Let's enjoy it. When does it kick in that you're actually going to be after that week, after that next weekend? So completely home. belted by a bunch of maroons. Yeah. No, we never. We used to win. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that physically, oh, it's yeah. a little in, more intense than a regular game. Yeah, I reckon after the winner would kick in for me was probably the Sunday night before because you, usually you'd break for camp over that weekend. You go and see your families and go and watch your team go around, and then you would get back that Sunday night, knowing that in two days' time you'll be. Kicking off. Okay. Got any good stories of, like, the, the, the team trying to get together? Was one you yeah, kind I, of intimated about Wayne Pierce? Oh, yeah, yeah. So this was 2001. The great Nathan Hindmarshall backed me up. We laugh about this. So we were sitting around the room. I think it was just before kickoff. It might have been an hour before or something. And Junior got us all around the room and he gave us nicknames. <laughs> an hour before kickoff? Yeah, not an hour. It might have been two hours. I, I'm not too sure. But um, it was... <laughs> So you're all pumped, right? You're ready to go. And he came out and he said, righto. It was, it was, you know, he was try- I know he was trying to go, inspire you to, to go out there and, and beat Queensland. And we went around the room and there were some cracking nicknames. So I think Hindy was Simba. Hindy was Simba because he's the heir to the throne. Yeah. You know, he's going to be the origin king. Yeah. Um, I was Typhoon. <laughs> typhoon. Yeah, because he said, everywhere you go, you just cause destruction. <laughs> On and off the field, I suppose. I don't think you um, my favourite was Jamie Ainsco because he went around the room and he went, Jamie Ainsco, old boot. <laughs> and, said, and then he, you know, explained it. He said, old boot, you know, you just like when you've, you've been around Origin a little um, a little while now and when you when you slot into the team, you're just like an old boot and you just feel comfortable. <laughs> anyway, it, it got progressively worse. Um, that was it. So he's finished and he's then gone – Righto, boys, let's go out and, you know, and then one of the managers went, oh, you forgot about Michael Vella. <laughs> Poor old Mickey Vella was just sitting there. And then Junior goes, yes, uh, Michael Vella, special. <laughs> I left you to last because you are special. And uh, his, expl- his uh, ex- explanation was that uh, you're special because you're coming off the bench and you're special because you can play many positions. We went out, uh, we got pumped by... <laughs> by Queensland and we'll never no more nicknames ever again. It was it was bizarre. It was really bizarre. But uh yeah, the old boot and Mickey Vella was was great because he he literally forgot about him. Poor old Mickey Vella. Simba and Typhoon. Though. Simba Typhoon. Typhoon sounds like you're on gladiators. It does, doesn't it? Like you're a gym junkie who just end up on <laughs> destruction wherever you go. There was some other crap. I'm, Trent Barrett had a beauty. I can't remember it. Andrew Johns. Yeah, Joey, Joey would have been uh, king. Yeah, maybe the king, the king of origin. I think yeah. Trent Barrett was the lighthouse. <clears throat> anyway, let's move on. Lighthouse? Yeah. It's not. 
but okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good time. It's a good time. It's changed a bit now. I'd, I'd imagine. imagine. I'd imagine as well. I mean, there's not. I think they'd have a few beers. Mm. There, there would be no one. Freddie. Well, Freddie did. He took him salsa dancing. Remember last year? <laughs> yes, they right. Went, they went to the establishment in town. And didn't they? Didn't he? Part of the origin camp, he wanted them to wear bare feet and like bare feet and they train and connect to the grass. Yeah, earthing. We call it earthing. Yeah, well, it worked. You know, blindfolds, all that sort of stuff. Is that an eastern suburbs thing? No, earthing. Freddie, Freddie gets up to some weird stuff in the bedroom. You might have just use that sort of <laughs> technique. So that works so well. I'm going to do it on down at Coogee Oval. Imagine if you played tantric rugby league. That would be good. A game would go for a long, long time. Wouldn't it? <laughs> Apparently, that's what they say. Eighty hour game. Yeah. Eighty hours. See, you're flying. Tantric. No, no, I'm not a pract- <laughs> practitioner of this. <laughs> Just a no. He's a good Fred. observer. They all um, they all love him. All the all the New South Welshman kids. Different thinker. Has he always been that different thinker, or was it something? Some penny dropped at some yeah, stage of exactly. his life. Exactly. Yeah. No. Well, he's always been. You know, he's a genius. Obviously, when he was playing, he was you know one of those once in a generation players. He. Uh, but it was but, instinctive. It was. He was so naturally talented. Yeah, he just I think it ripped came that later. Massive step and I think it came late after he retired, or towards the back end of his career, when his whole philosophy and training had just completely changed. Like he was first, he gave up. You know, he cut back his drinking a lot. Mm. I don't think he even drinks now. He might have a couple of beers here and there, but yeah, back end of his career when he was, that was the. I reckon that was the best form, uh, not only as a player but as a leader as well. Yeah. It really changed uh, the way he was. He was such an inspirational leader, and yeah, now he uh, he does think a lot. He's a deep thinker, and you know whatever decision he makes, it's uh, it's because he's thought about it. It's not like you know on the on the spur, on the moment, as opposed to something. Say, oh yeah, spas- spasmodically, I would be. <laughs> but yeah, be interesting to see what he's going to do uh, with his team. A lot of choices. Uh, incumbency. Seems to be a topic that rears its head around this time every day. I can't quite get my head around incumbency because that happened 12 months ago. Yeah. And if you're going like a busted right now, I'm not saying that Nathan Cleary's going like a total busted, but obviously got issues there at Penrith and yep. the way things are going. And guys like Luke Keary and, and Cody Walker and uh, I saw Mitchell Pearce's name thrown up this week, but surely form trumps yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but in this arena, if you haven't experienced it before, like, uh, uh, even playing one game gives you an edge because mm. people say to you, oh, it's, you know, it's a different beast. And it, and it is in the sense that you think to yourself, oh, I'd say another game of footy, but it's the lead up to it. It's everything because all the media are on you. So it can affect certain players. Mm. So you know, Nathan Cleary went through that last year. He's 20 years old, 21 years old. Do we want to burn another halfback? Like this kid, I thought he was brilliant last year. I know his form's not up there, but it might it might work for us. He's going to get out of that Penrith mentality, you know. He's going to go out and get you know get taught by or coached by someone else. There's more. It's not as familiar. He gets out, gets to talk to other players, playing with with better players. Obviously, I think he'll stay with Nathan Cleary. Um, James Maloney might not make it, so Luke Keary gets gets his chance. What the hell is going on at Penrith? Don't know. Don't know. Great off season they had. Well, we had all those dramas, but surely that's all over now. It's just doesn't look like they yeah like each other. Well, it's their defence is it's the worrying thing. We all, but now it's their attack as well. We all know that they're yeah. attacking, attacking flair everywhere. But yeah, their defence is disgraceful. So if you were in that dressing room, would you just go in and have the disposition of a happy man and go in and try and lighten the mood and you know with play the, the joker or with what? Like when when a team's 
going through a oh, rough yeah, trot? No, do you yeah. need someone to come in and start telling fart jokes? And I know? mean, that might work. We used to do the old when you get in a bit of a slump, you go on the piss. Oh, yeah. That's always a good one. That was uh, Two negatives might make a positive. Yeah, but I don't think the players these days can do that. Well, certainly not Penrith. No. They can't be doing that. Not, but uh, Not with their cameras. No. No, we didn't have any WhatsApp in those days. Yeah. Uh, That's the downfall of Penrith, maybe. What? WhatsApp. Well, obviously that happened in the off-season. It wasn't great, but as I was just mentioning, surely that we've, we've all moved on from, from mm. that. But there is something not working out there. But I do think they can beat Parramatta. This week, I think this could be the first time Parramatta lose at home at Bank West Stadium. Is that because you just don't like Parramatta because of Nathan Highmarsh? I do like Parramatta. You do? Yeah. Yeah. What? I, I mean, the people, or you're talking about the town, the city? Sorry, the, the club. The club. Yeah, I don't, I've got yeah. no problems with Parramatta. Yeah. Nathan Highmarsh, of course, I dislike immensely. <laughs> After spending four days in that filthy bubble, I don't want. That's why I'm crook. <laughs> exactly. Your guns. immune system has been crushed. <clears throat> you need to get on some uh, acidophilus. A bit of ginger. Acidophilus. Acidophilus. Does he play for Sydney FC? <laughs> he used to be on Sesame Street. Right. Acidophilus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are we talking? Where are we going with this? I don't know. Um, Perth. I just want to bring up Perth. Anyone who's listening to this who thinks about maybe going to Origin, do it. That ground over there was there for the A-League Grand Final, obviously. Oh, that cool. ground, that experience, fantastic. You can, like, it's a 10 to 12-minute walk to the casino out of the ground. So Crown has three hotels right there or you can take the sensible option and go across the bridge and go into town um, right there. A bar literally, like, they've done it so well. It's it's fantastic. Highly recommend it. So anyone going. How does it compare to Bank West? Uh, I haven't been to Bank West. Okay, you can't tell me then. No, I can't tell you. But in terms of the, the, the field dimensions, yeah, it's a little bit because it's an oval. It's a well, big, what, wide oval. It is. That's what I was going to say. How is that going to – I mean, obviously, when you watch the uh, soccer over there – are you too far back? Well, I, I got to sit right on the sidelines. Okay, so. but if you're a fan. <laughs> yeah, it, it might look a little far away, but the, the, the noise really stays in. So yeah. it, that, your senses bring you closer. Okay. You know, and I know it's not Bankwest, which looks absolutely fantastic, though, straight up. It's modelled on a lot of European football stadiums, but uh, it's it, just the whole experience over there. They've done it very well. Because the MCG, I, I still don't I don't like the origin of MCG. We. Can you remember when you? <laughs> no, but I was down there last year watching it. Which is yeah, far too far, far away. Far away. Yeah, but it's yep. a revenue raiser. So no, but go get there if you can. It's fantastic. Who had the worst weekend? Who was the biggest loser on the weekend? Nick Kyrgios or Bill Shorten? Oh, Bill Shorten, I reckon. Yeah. We could expect that from Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> What's your take on Nick Kyrgios? He's a weird dude. Have you met him? Yeah, many times. Uh, interviewed him a number of times, and he's this guy that. That comes in and before an interview, you know after five seconds exactly what space of mind he's in and it can be wildly different day to day. So I've interviewed him after a win at Wimbledon uh, one day and he was happy, he was great, we were joking, talking about NBA, fantastic. Two days later he wins another match, came in and it was dead set told that he'd been ordered by the tax department and he owed them $20 million. It just, you can't pick him. So can I ask you, obviously you're involved with tennis. You, you uh, get out there with Wimbledon and commentate. I know we, we see a lot of this stuff with Tomic and Kyrgios. Is there other players around the world playing professional tennis that are like this or it just seems to be these two? Are we just focusing on them because they're Australian or is there other dudes yeah. who act like this? Well, to answer the, f- the last bit first, we pay a lot more attention to them than anywhere else in the world because they are Australian. Yeah. So the, but th- there's not many. There's not many rat bags 
if you want to call them rat bags, that kind of get these headlines and have this notoriety. It's weird. It's it's because I've got a theory that they were given so much in terms of Tennis Australia funding them all the way through and then eventually they turned the tap off or they wanted to do things their own way and Tennis Australia were telling them how to do things and their upbringing dictated that they'd turn out this way. It's... It's, uh, so, we're, so we're blaming Tennis Australia. Oh, they, they've got a little bit of culpability for... Really? Yeah. For throwing a chair. That, that was disgraceful the other day. No, that, that's... <laughs> yeah, that was, have you ever done that? No way. Throwing a chair? No. Yeah, it's... Uh, Not when you're in front of people. It, it seemed to me like he, he likes it, like he likes the theatre of it. He likes act, acting out and... I've got another theory. He's come out and done that podcast and said those things about Rafael Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic, and then the next day he's realised the gravity of what he's said. He's basically said that don't like Nadal and Djokovic is full of shit and you've basically said that to the best player in the world who next time you step on on a court to is going to have untold amounts of motivation. So I reckon it was actually in a weird roundabout kind of way a reaction to a bit of stress that he's just fizzed out and there's more to come. There's no guarantees whatsoever that that's going to be the worst of it when Nick Kyrgios gets to the end of his career. So, What was his punishment for throwing a chair and acting like a uh, Lost all his prize money from the event, another fine, lost all his ranking points. That's yeah. all they can do. He hasn't broken the law. No. So he's broken guidelines that they have within the, the sport, but he hasn't broken the law. So until he breaks the law, i.e. physically assaults someone, threatens someone, threatens to kill someone or does something equally as ridiculous, they can't kick him off the tour. Can they suspend him from tournaments? Yeah, for not giving effort and all those things. But I've got a feeling that he's a promoter's dream. Because yeah. I can't wait to, to watch Nick Kyrgios play tennis again to see what he's going to do next. He's only hurting himself, Brian. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, it just, it's just a bad look. I was just thinking that we're we just focusing on him. But, it's a, you know, tennis is such a world game and it's just such a bad look. Hmm. Two, of the, two, of the, two of the deals are coming from, from Australia. That's not what we're like. We're not like that. Eh, but that's what they're like, so just have to cop it. How long would he last? Wally Masur always asks me this question. How long would he last in a team environment such as a rugby league yeah, dressing room? Yeah, no, not long. In Melbourne? Imagine him in Underbellyake. <laughs> Goodness me. Yeah, he wouldn't. He, he would have been belted. Like yeah. he would have someone had a few beers in that bonding session. And Have you seen some of those kids come through in, in your time in rugby league that they've got a bit of attitude, that they're just wayward, but they've been knocked in the line pretty quick because of the environment they're in? <clears throat> Uh, you or know the, what? Not really. I just think back. I mean, nowadays it might be. I'm not. I'm not uh, privy to what goes on. But when I was a kid, and you came through, you just you wouldn't even look at it a first grader. Conformed. You you would just do whatever they told you to do. Mm. And you know, it's like at school. As soon as you get a bit of seniority, you start doing it to the kids down below. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's well, that way it used to be. But yeah, uh, if he was involved with rugby league, he wouldn't last too long. So with curiosity, just there's there's none of that in tennis. It's an no. individual sport in a in a, it's a travelling caravan, but everyone's individual, so they're nice to each other, but they want to beat each other and they just kind of operate as their own entities yeah. going around. So there's no – like Australia's always had this camaraderie thing with Davis Cup, which is still there and they're trying to hang on to it, but guys like Kyrgios and Tomic have been kicked out obviously. But yeah, they're, um, to me, they're, they're just smashing themselves and they're, they're making themselves look like how they want to look like. What sort of money is he earning, Kyrgios? Like what would he be getting – I reckon he'd be clearing about ten mil a year. Okay, with his sponsorships and um, tennis players get a lot of money for rocking up to tournaments. Yep. So if you see a good player playing in a low tournament, that means he's copped a massive guarantee to go there okay. and play. Right. Like a, a hundred grand, two hundred grand, five hundred grand sometimes to go and play. They don't get that money for Grand Slams and the, the big Master Series events, but anything 
down from that, they get um, they get some. Yeah, it's going to run out quickly, so he's just going to yeah regret it all. He's still living at home though, so he's saving money that way. Beautiful. Yeah, fantastic. Let's get our guest in, and, and Brian, this is a very special guest because it's a man that you know very very well. Our special guest this week is a man that you wouldn't have seen on air. Maybe occasionally you see him back walking through the back of shot and maybe occasionally playing the role of an extra, especially on one of mm. Fletch and Heidi's, uh, call them skits or... Segments. Segments. Should have got one a Logie, apparently. <laughs> a Gus Logie. Ben Hogarth is the producer, the brains behind it all. Yeah. Um, wouldn't say brains. Brains. Yeah, no. Wouldn't Benny, say brains. Thanks for joining us. Usually, yeah, we, we get on people front of camera, but I, I want to pick your brain about what life is like with especially the man in the room here and the other guy that refuses to come on. <laughs> it's it's Because he's not going to earn for Hindy. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. No, it's wonderful working with Fletcher. It's, it's best. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Do you want to start this again? What is it actually really like? Uh, it's a punish every week uh, <laughs> to get him to do something, to turn up on time. Oh, please. Uh, please. To stick to the script. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a problem. It's a problem. I want to know who, who scripts all this. What's the creative process like this for one of these um, well, artefacts of gold that you come up with Thursday and Sunday? Well, I think we all come up with stupid ideas. Fletch will call and say, I want to do a segment on... A 1980s football team. And I'm like, okay. So then we go away and we sort of come up with a concept on how we can manage that story, I guess, into a into a script. Creative directing, I call that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Do you call it that? No, I don't. <laughs> Nuisance. <laughs> I call and then it I take that. it out of his hands how many, and then go, here's a script, Brian, let's stick to that. <laughs> how many times did you hung up the phone and go, God's sakes. Yeah, once a week. <laughs> yeah. Because I drive around a lot, obviously, um, driving around, uh, cleaning most of Sydney, and I get a lot of I get a lot of ideas that come through my head. Brian's got really big ideas. Yeah. And he's, he's, a, he's a macro man. Yeah. The, and producers are micro people. The functionality of yes, it all. So we yeah. sort of go, okay, I can't fly the entire New South Wales team to <laughs> Perth, and we can't get those three private jets to do that. But otherwise, it's really great. And so then we have to push it all back down into manageable bites. Brian, what's your – so Ben's the producer. He ties it all together for those listening. He, like my way of looking at it, and I was once a producer as well before going and, and starting front of camera was um, that you do – front of camera, you do half the work for twice the money. And for a producer, it's the flip side. Yes. Twice, twice the work for half the money, unfortunately. Mm. Um, Fletch, what is the most – extravagant idea that you've come up with that you still hold on to that you hope one day Ben will say yes to? Um, I don't know. I'm not too sure. All of them get off the ground. We do a lot of them. The the Back to the Future one was good because we had that idea about being in a time machine. We had that like, what, three years ago? Yeah. Did You you were a big Back to the Future fan. I love Back to the Future. I love the best? Uh, Two. Yes, totally I like, agree. I like to. I like it. I love a trilogy. I love uh, that's. I just that and Indiana Jones. I've got a theory on the why two is so highly regarded with certain people. Anyone who likes a little bit of a flutter, a gamble, oh, yeah, the, loves uh, two mm. because it just mm. that's has the, this. Imagine if you had that. Oh yeah, thought you couldn't do it. You'd end up like Biff, wouldn't you? <laughs> if you had that, the almanac. What a massive casino! No, but you just would just turn into a. Nick Curios. Um, now, <laughs> Ben, what idea? I, w- I want to bring back the, ne- the Nepalese. The, uh, the poor donkeys. The poor donkeys. Yep. See, this is another Ivy's idea that he wants to do every year. And Where are they now? We, where, where are they now? 
was only two years ago that you did it. It was three years ago. <laughs> you need a bit more separation okay. from it, don't you? Yeah. Well, I, I, I've got a lot of extravagant ideas. But this is the thing. We've got we – ha- we get ideas like – like the Back to the Future idea was three years ago. Mm. But it sort of took this long to get to where it was. Really? So we mm. sort of put stuff in the back burner and then we pull so oh, this is really good and – then something else will pop up, and you read that about movies. Like they first created the idea in nineteen ninety four, and it wasn't until twenty fifteen that they got the go ahead. And it's, it's, it's that long. We developed in graphics enough to make the time machine. Work. Yeah, the green machine, the green, the green uh, wall is our favourite. The green screen is our favourite friend. Yeah, <laughs> it's gone now. Wet. No, I've got them in Studio A. Studio. I oh, so put them in yeah. Studio. Hey, yeah, them in studio. Like Maddie's podcast, the one that everyone listens to. <laughs> Does anyone listen to this one? Yeah. What, what, what do we got? Don't know. <laughs> people listen. People tweet me and say that was great, and people yeah come in to me. So that's yourself. You can't tweet. Yeah, you can't tweet. <laughs> Burner accounts. Yeah, but I mean, the last producer we had uh, ended up with his own TV show, James Rochford. So, so that's my Benny. Do you, that's my. Do you want your own yeah, show? Do you no. Want, do you, no, you'd go right in front of. No, camera. I'm a producer. I work behind the scenes, and I like that. I like the creative but, control that I have behind the scenes. I don't want to be in front of camera. Benny awful. Hogarth actually started. Um, did you start at Sunrise, or are you working before? <laughs> he didn't start Sunrise. <laughs> I, I started in the seven. At seven, News. seven. I'm yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then how, and then moved on to Sunrise. Yeah. How was it getting up? What time would you have to get up? Four. That's when right. I did when I did the weather, I started at four. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd start at midnight or two. So you travelled around mm. everywhere mm. with the weather. Who was doing the weather then? I did it with Grant. I did it with Grant Denya, one of the greats. Eddie Bartholomew. Yeah. Uh, James Tobin. Uh, Fifi Box. Everyone. Who was the best out of those four? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I can't. I, I, they might be listening to this. Podcast. I doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt that very. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very. I'm very close with Grant. Obviously, yeah. You know, we we sort of cut our teeth together in you know a lot of respects, and mm. you know had some some great times. Did, great were times. you ever over at the travelling? Yeah, yeah, always. Okay, always. I couldn't do it now. Yeah, like we go to Brisbane once every three weeks, and I hate that. Really? You know, oh, it's getting on a plane and travelling to place. He's the same. Yeah, but I don't. You know, you know? it's just like ah, oh, pack a bag, go away. It's so much easier. We can just do it in Sydney. Mm. Knock it off, go home. Fair enough. Um, how was working with David Kosh and Samantha Armitage? Um, Do they fight? They look- no, no. Well, they're, they're Who was Koshy these- fighting with? Who was the one that got the flick? Oh, Melissa. Mel- no, no. <laughs> yeah, Mel Doyle's a nicest human being. I know, world. but I, I don't think Koshy's. Uh, don't think Koshy was a fan. No, I don't think that's true at all. I, I think, think it you're, is. I think you're trying to get Do you not read the Daily Mail? <laughs> Do you know that at Channel 7, I was working with Channel 7 as well, and Sunrise rose to prominence out of out of basically nowhere, okay. incredibly. They called it the family. Uh, we were known as the family. It was a, yeah, well, mm. Like that was from the outside Manson. looking. It was yeah. like the Manson family working at that place. <laughs> what a suck. But it was kind of oh. a suck show. <laughs> I'm a Today fan. I like Today. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one. <laughs> I mean, back in the day. So take us through the process of actually. So you, you, you guys hang around with an idea, and mm. then you come up with it, and then what? You actually have to script something. It, it depends on it depends on what the idea is. So like with the what if with the Back to the Future script, or with another one we've got coming up called the Perfect Feud. That's all heavily scripted. You know, or we did the True Queenslander heavily scripted. Does he try to? You know, no, he doesn't get involved. Free will. No, it's no, like changed, like we, you know, we, we, ad-lib. yeah, we we definitely there is there's room for ad lib, especially if we bring Maddie in because Maddie <laughs> Maddie ad libs everything. Oh, <laughs> you can definitely see a Maddie ad lib. Who's the best actor out of the three? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Nathan Heimer. Easy, yeah. easy. 
Nathan Hymarsh, he's a chameleon of, really? of yeah. former footballer actors. I, I'm, I'm serious. That's another one I wanted to do. I wanted to do a one where I was the director and I direct him in a movie. I, I, I've been saying this for five years. He has got a talent. We, we are there – is, there, is there is a storyline called Heidi the Actor that is okay. sitting, that's been fighting around for a few years. Should, that we might should we get him on? Should we call him? Let's, yeah, he, he won't good, come on. He will call, call him and see if he answers. Hang good, on. Hello. Yes, he did answer. <laughs> Amazing. Nathan Hindmarsh, it's Adam Peacock, Brian Fletcher and Ben Hogarth. Who, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> we are, you're, you're listening to the Life of Brian and Adam podcast. What are you doing right now, Tubzo? Oh, God, I have better things to do than listen to this. What yeah, you're not, you're not listening to it. You'll be talking to us. <laughs> what, talking. Tell us what, oh, talking. What are you actually well, I'm doing now? now. You're on... What? what? What are you doing now, exactly, right now? What, what are you up to? What am I doing right now? I'm about to go into my physiotherapy appointment. Oh, oh what's up? What's up with you? Um, my left shoulder. I don't know what I've done to it, but it just constantly aches. I think I may have torn something during one of my... Um, Weight sessions that I do <laughs> daily because you come out of the bubble. You you come out of the bubble uh, last week, a couple of weeks ago that not not feeling the best. Was it your back? Maybe your, th- your shoulders thrown out your back. No, that was the guts. The guts were crook. Heidi, the guys in uh, the podcast room here were saying that you are the best actor um, on the books at Fox Sports. Would you agree with that? Is something that you're going to pursue maybe as a career? Well, I did. I did act for fifteen years as a rugby league player, so that's probably a good, good stepping, good stepping stone for me into probably more lead roles. You know, I'm thinking home and away, um, maybe in the diner eating something. <laughs> that's your typecast. <laughs> now, I'm serious here. You yeah. could act, Nathan. You, you can act. Um, what is your favourite sort of movie? What is your favourite genre? Like for you, uh, as an actor, Levi, it depends what. It, Depends what mood I'm in, Brian. It can be, it can be majority comedy, um, dark comedy, that yeah. type of stuff. Emotion. You're, you're um, very good at uh, emotional acting. Yeah, giving a blank uh, look. Yeah, that's hard thing. That's to do. because I've had a few, few too many beers on a Sunday, and I usually see you on a Monday, so it's like <laughs> you get a bit down and out after a few too many beers. What about Ben? Is he a pleasure to work for? Ben is a real pleasure to work for. He's outstanding. He's the backbone. Of Fletcher and Heine, um, he keeps us organised. We try to anyway, because Brian's probably not the best person to work for. He's not really that reliable when it comes to being on time or actually getting to a shoot at all. Or hang know, on, hang on, I this never is all very true. I, yeah, listen, I have a lot of things going on in my life, and I might be five or ten minutes, but I always let you know, don't I? He's pretty yep. good, um, Heine. To be fair, he's 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 always good with this. Exactly. I don't know why. But you is. know what? He's good. He's, he's very good if he's getting a little bit of an extra earn on top. He's <laughs> always there on time. And oh, please, well, that's uh, the problem with this. That's why this might only last another couple of weeks because there's, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, no money being exchanged hands here. You are the king of a side earn. <laughs> Who earns more? Hey, Who on the side? Brian, Brian, oh, well, Brian will tell you. Brian will tell you he earns ten million dollars a year. Yeah, that's what he earns a year. No, yeah, no, please. No. No, you don't. No, well, why do you keep saying that then? I don't say that. Who would earn the the side earn? Nathan, he won't do anything. Someone's asked him to do an Instagram post. Five grand. 
I'll do it for you. Five grand. Everything's five grand. Come babysit my kids. Five grand. Come and do an ad with me. Five grand. Listen, no, if, there's any, if there's any sponsors no. out there, any sponsors out there, and you want Nathan Heinemeister to do anything, you know the budget. Is that why his house is palatial? Can, can, can I just say, the, the, amount of, the amount of extra money I've brought into your family, Brian, Please. you know, it's, you should be... Kissing my hairy beanbag, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Listen, I've done that before, and I didn't get three grand. But the um, okay, let's talk about let's talk about what you brought to us. The UGG boot commercial <laughs> that has been that has been seen all around the eastern seaboard of Australia. What, what made How you? How good was it? That was dog shit. <laughs> you you had jaundice to start with. <laughs> you were dressed and as a I was woman. Dressed as a woman. Yeah. yeah. But are you doing it again? Are you doing it again? Oh, this is very topical. Man, <laughs> very topical. Are you? Well, they've approached us, put it that way. We, we, we get, we're, we're in discussions at the moment, so nothing is nothing in concrete, but we're, we're, we're having a few chats back and forth. So, yeah, we, you might see us again calling out supercars and everything else. Oh, say that again, just one second. Say that again. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it again. I'm saying we've said it up. Is this... You only got a couple more minutes. I want to ask, have you ever thought about just like been on a shoot and just gone, stuff this, this is off, I can't put up with this anymore? Uh, Kokoda. That yeah. was, uh, there was, a, there was one time I had a bit of a meltdown when I couldn't kind of, I wasn't feeling the vibe. Mm. When, when was that? that? Brian, Brian took the piss out of me. Um, now, remember he hit uh, Con's Rock when he snapped? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I snapped yeah. too. Yeah, there's a lot of... Got yeah. My will yeah. snapped. Uh, but, <laughs> but other than that... <laughs> I can say... Other than that, no, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy going to coming to work every day and doing what we do. It's, it's fun. Good bunch of blokes. Could, could I yeah. say this, Nathan? If it all fell over tomorrow... Um, for our listeners out there, uh, or our listener, what about uh, your wife, Bonnie, who has got a successful uh, business in renovating homes and designing homes and, uh, uh, you know, fitting them out? And um, yep. Would you ever think about mm-hmm. working with her or for her and the Three Birds well, renovation team? Um, no. Yeah. no <laughs> you sure? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that would work too well, you know, the husband-wife. No. Working duo, it doesn't. I don't think. I don't. No, no. I don't. No. We like to keep things separate, okay. uh, including our, including our sex lives. Um, <laughs> so. I can vouch for that. Can I? Uh, <laughs> what about what about a reality series? What about a reality sh- series? Keeping up the hindmasters along that role. Yeah. Like, would, would, you would, know, what, we, I, I could do that as long as I had creative control. You know, you know, you, you see enough of those reality shows. They're always after a drama. They're always after something. So, and they turn they turn us into some they turn us into wankers or something. I don't know. There's always a twist somewhere. Well, Benny's actually writing this down, and I think yeah. it could be on the table for uh, coming keeping coming up weeks with the high marshes. Yeah, yeah, could be, be a lot of sitting, a lot of sitting around. I got an idea. You know how it's called house flip? We call it house flop. Uh. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> house flop with it in brackets. Er done. Thanks very much, Nathan. I'll let you get back to your pet. Yeah. Your good, pet. good luck with the yeah. physio, Nathan. Just, can I just say, this, this is for you, Brian, this one. Now, we've got some things coming up. Are you able to make it? Are you able to get away from your busy schedule and, and join us in Queensland for Origin? Yeah, I've told has, has you. Benny, I've, has Benny put that to you? I've told you, I've told you many a time. 
I'm willing to do whatever you want me to. I'm a team player. When's there a place I've never... There was one I didn't turn up to. We could have gone air, uh, Red Bull, um, air racing in Dubai. What? Yeah. And you turned it down? Yeah, that was yeah, a, that was yeah he did, because he had his niece's 18th birthday for the 18th time. <laughs> <laughs> so of, many times. I've got a lot of nieces. <laughs> <laughs> I got a nieces. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, that's yeah no, shame. We, that was one I regretted. Oh well, um, Simba and Typhoon. Oh um, yeah, sorry, sorry. I was just, I was just <laughs> telling Typhoon. Was just... Typhoon. What? I was Typhoon. Uh, there was no. I have no recollection, recollection of you saying Typhoon. You've yeah. been called Typhoon. I, I guarantee you I was Typhoon. No, no, I guarantee you. <laughs> Typhoon. I was Typhoon because I remember, I remember it distinctly. Well, you can't remember anyone else because I thought Baz was Lighthouse. <laughs> Uh, junior Senator his <laughs> lighthouse. But... No, that's, do you, that's a different. You remember this? Yeah. You, you remember this conversation that we had, the team meeting we had. I remember the team meeting. Yes, I yeah. do. It was uh, quite strange. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. strange. <laughs> Can you remember anyone else? And I, don't, I... I remember. I remember Vella. Vella was special because he forgot <laughs> Vella's name. He forgot. He forgot Vella, and he went, "Ah, oh, no, I haven't forgotten that. You. You're, you're special." Because what you do on the field, every time you do something, it's special. <laughs> uh, it was along those lines. Uh, I was Simba. I was the heir, heir to Origin or King, the next future King of Origin. I got dropped after Game One. <laughs> I didn't play. I didn't play Game Two or Three, and I went on and won the series. Yeah, yeah, F- fantastic. Uh, Nathan, thank you for joining us. Um, not that you had a choice in the matter, really. You just pressed uh, um, accept well, the call when you a- really shouldn't have. I got a text message, we're going to call you in one minute, you wanker. And then the phone rang. So I wasn't sure if it was you guys or not, because it wasn't one minute. It was like 30 seconds. So. Uh, we're quick. Thank you. Enjoy yeah. the physio. Just ask Bonnie. <laughs> see you, mate. All the best, uh, buddy. Speak to it. I was going to say that's what Brit says. Anyway, <laughs> see you guys. See you, dickhead. <laughs> uh, so that's a little inkling into what you have to – that's your yep. life. Yeah, that's, that's, just that, that's it. We right, usually yeah. just capture that on film and then put it to air and everyone thinks it's amazing. Is there a Fletch and Hindy like half-hour special coming? Or is that ridiculous? Well, there, there could well be. There could be something boiling around the off-season. Mm. Oh, yes. This will be good. good. We're, try, we're trying to get it off the ground. Okay, so you can't Well, similar to the Kokoda idea, but not as, yeah. not as heavy and hard, but something that may involve these guys doing a, a trip somewhere. Yeah. Think of Getaway and Man vs. Food. Yeah. And House Flip. <laughs> Flop. Flopper. Flopper. <laughs> you throw The Bachelor in there as well? Or? Yeah, why not? So a little, little overseas jaunt, possibly. Yeah. That we're trying to get off the ground. Viewers are going to love this one. But you need tourism boards to chime in with the. Well, they've come to us. Yep. Surprising, very oh. surprising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Can you say any more? You don't, it's commercial and confidence. It's somewhere, it's somewhere in the United States. It's a state. It's a state in the United States. Big state. Big state. <laughs> it's either Texas or Alaska. Well, uh-huh. keep thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Delaware, is it? No. Delaware. Wouldn't have thought so. Can you name all the states? Adam? I can get through a lot of them, and it's pretty boring if okay. I sit here and go no, through I'm them. I'm just wondering. <laughs> Excuse me, that's my throat. I reckon I can. Uh, I reckon we're done, Ben. Thank you for giving no us a little inkling into your life and what goes on behind the scenes. And um, Nathan, uh, Marsh, if you're listening, um, which is remarkable in itself, I seriously doubt it, but thank you for your input as well. And, uh, Brian, thank, thank you. you for yours. No, pleasure. Week. Thank you, Ben, for coming in. Thank no you, worries, Adam. Man. Thank you, Harry. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Linesman. Thank you, Ball Boys. See ya.